0: So i wanted to start about your education because you've said on many occasions before that you never thought you'd get into politics yeah and i know you have a bachelor's in genetics yeah yeah so and i also saw in an interview that you didn't particularly like it
1: either no i hated it but like that like what i was saying to you there i i find it hard to separate out the course i did from how awful my mental health was at the time Mm. and i was with I was in a relationship that definitely could have been better. Mm. I'm not going to slander anyone on uh, <laughs> on a podcast. Um yeah, so it's it's hard for me to separate out what was so awful about it. Like I'm sure the course was actually fine. Um I definitely never want to spend my life in a lab. Mm. Like that's just people do that, you know, 9 to 5 every day in like these fluorescent lights and the smell of it and everything, um, the pop genetics is really interesting. Mm. Like, like so many things. So once you're kind of reading the headlines, you're like, oh, wow, fascinating. But then doing weeks of work to be like, oh, yeah, no, that's not it, actually. Yeah, like that was my, my fourth year thesis was weeks trying to find out was a certain gene responsible for um, differential milk protein production. And the whole answer was no.
0: Oh, my God. No, it's
1: not those few genes. And <laughs> Incorrect. Like, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know, that's so much of it. Um, so I didn't love that. But I went on and did a master's in in sustainable agriculture and food security. Mm. And I was like. So I remember my bachelor's looking at the mature students and they'd be up the front asking questions. And of course, I was so cool. So I was like, dweebs. Um, but during my master's, I'd be like, sorry can you repeat that there were people talking I I was I loved it I was so into it and like you know asking professors questions be like I don't get this you need to help me get this yeah it's quite I just loved it I loved that course that's a great sign yeah
0: and do you think that brought you to where you are now in terms of I know that you're a huge advocate for climate action yes you think obviously studying sustainable agriculture is that where it took you or did it start from a younger age Were you interested in
1: it? I've always, so people ask, um, like, you know, when did you get into this? I've always been an environmentalist and Mm -hmm. I've, you know, I've definitely had misguided things where, you know, at eight years old, I'm like, oh, mum, you you need to sponsor me an acre of rainforest, you know, this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff for Christmas. Just, like, I don't know how. functional yeah, or ethical <laughs> things are now. But the sentiment was definitely there. I just always wanted to m- save it and be like, please, let's leave something. Yeah. Um. But agriculture definitely brought me around to climate action again because well, first what it brought me to was the idea of like food sovereignty and se- seed sovereignty and anti-capitalism and then back to climate breakdown. I suppose, you know yourself, Mm. where does one end and the other one begins? They're all kind of interlinked. But definitely when talking about climate action, I can't help but thinking about agriculture, you know, some people are really into transport. I can't even read a chapter on transport. I'm like, oh, I know it's important. Mm. I just don't care. I can't find it interesting. But land use, I suppose, is like. It's our first and last defence and not just defence, but it also has such an impact, both positive and negative. And to me, I don't know how it's not what everyone talks about all the time. I'm
0: like, yeah, all that
1: agriculture, you know, but.
0: I think as well, um, farmers and activists have been, you know, thrown against each other with this. And I'm just wondering if like regenerative farming is possible in a just way where it's like a just transition for farmers and they're not just pitted against. Because a lot of time they're, you know, seen as these huge
2: I don't
1: pariahs yeah um, I think regenerative farming is the only just way yeah forward in farming like you know farming is one of the few um, areas that is so directly impacted by its own effects hmm. like you know airplanes could keep flying in the sky if it was just a burnt barren wasteland down here but farming would be the first thing to be affected like you see in Ireland is the first thing affected by flooding, by freezes, by drought, it's always agriculture. And mm. um, that whole pushing one against the other, I think, and this could be a bit tinfoil hat to me, mm. but I think that's a very intentionally created storyline because if you talk to farmers, no, there's no real separation between the environment and agriculture. And if you talk to farmers, they know this and they know they're being pitted against environmentalists when really... <laughs> to bring it back to it <laughs> but it is the globalization and commodification of our agriculture that is really the problem here yeah um and it's hurting both farmers and the environment which is then in turn hurting farmers again and so i do think that regenerative farming is the only way forward but it will have to come with like a strong um social anti-capitalist narrative because mm. otherwise then we just kind of end up with this weird like old and timey uh conservation you know clear the people from the land kind mm-hmm. of thing and that's not going to work you know there's definitely a future where things can be awesome i believe it's yeah. still within grasp you know
0: um you obviously still have hope though but i think like looking at sometimes i only got interested in politics when I was interested in helping the environment because, you know, they're obviously connected. And I think when you want a systemic change, you have to go from whoever is running the country.
2: Yeah.
0: Um. were you exposed to like the harsh realities or what was unjust within the system when you were, when you joined politics or like got involved in it? Or do you think that you were naive before or I could, could be completely wrong that you knew all this before?
1: No, I was definitely in terms of like our electoral process, I was shocked at the extent with uh, to which the media has control. Mm. Um, in a way that maybe they realise, maybe they don't, but they will decide who gets platformed, who doesn't. Who you see relentlessly on the front of newspapers and who you don't. Mm. Um, and that really makes a difference. Like The race I ran in there, there were 17 of us. And I'd say most people could name seven or eight. Mm. Um, and that is purely down to exposure obviously some people were known for other things but even still like it's it's who the media choose to trot out and give these inane articles to and I do understand because speaking to a lot of journalists they say they're well mainly they say they're really tight on time and so they have to react instead of saying okay well I'm going to do an expose of this this and this Mm. um, and also you know they're competing for advertising revenue so you'll get these um, you know you get these like election special kind of little booklets mm. and stuff you have to pay to be in them. Oh. Yeah but they kind of give the impression that it's just like oh here are the six candidates in your ward and the other 12 haven't paid for it because it costs way too much. Oh. Um, or press releases or big ads like they all cost so much and the spending <laughs> limit for an MEP candidate is 230 grand. What?
0: Oh my God! I know. So like, the richer you are, the better chance you have of getting this
1: seen. Because the, like, the, the highest correlation there is between face recognition and votes, which oh. is so depressing. Oh my God. But I, I get it. You see someone enough, you kind of start to think, well, several things. You think, well, they've obviously been vetted by other people, like the media have decided to give them articles, so there must be something worth saying here. Mm. Um, it's kind of like Emperor's New Closy effect. And then you kind of start to replace base recognition for like knowing them you're kind of like oh yeah sure, you see them all the time they can't be horrendous yeah when in fact they can um that and then what really surprised me is and maybe it's in a good way it's like nobody was that impressive like i used to go to these hustings and be like oh my god and i'd have sweat dripping down my elbows and i'd be so sick with nerves and then you're, you're listening to people talk and you're like, really, you are going to say that? <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, fine. Um, there's that. And then of course, which wasn't surprising, but it was surprising how blatant it was. It was like the, the overt lies they would tell. Mm. So we'd be at these hustings, so like the environmental pillar would hold a husting, um, and they'd ask us questions and stuff. And then the next night, the farmers would have a hustings. And the next night, the women's council would have a hustings. Um, and so we, we, you know, we'd see each other, all the candidates would see each other two or three times a week. And you would hear people say the total opposite of what they'd just been saying, that like, one night they'd be like, the environment is more important than anything. And the next night they're like, expanding the beef herd oh is more God. important. That's and they're so just dangerous. standing there. And I'm like, cut out. <laughs> And everyone else is like not blinking, and I'm like, oh, they're
0: lying. Yeah. I suppose it is a popularity contest, though. And it's sort of like a charming facade they have to put on to be liked. Yeah. Do you think that you ever had to lose a part of yourself or maybe skew one of your traits just to increase your likability factor?
1: I have definitely denied that my end goal is like no borders anywhere. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, (laughs) no. I'm not all about no borders. <laughs> um, no, I haven't done that yet. Not yet. We're not, not that yet. Deep. No, <laughs> um, I know I've answered questions that people are like, oh, like I've said, oh, I don't know. Yeah, and, okay. like,
0: and you're not allowed so you have to have an answer for everything. So.
1: Uh, what <laughs> or I remember talking to Ivan Yates, and he was like, "Oh, what?" So you just wait till someone agreed with you. Agreed with came along. You just wait to go into government. I was like, "Yeah,"
2: and he was like, "Oh, all
1: right, (laughs) (laughs) okay then." Yeah, because because they don't talk like people. Yeah, politicians don't answer like people. I understand that because if you were to like, (laughs) yeah, if you were to directly transcribe what I'm saying now, it would be all full of "uh yeah, what," Mm. and like you know's. And there's one journalist in particular who does transcribe it directly. I I'm love like, that,
0: the cheek, it's so good. <laughs> I know, it's not
1: so good. I'm like, you made me sound really stupid. Just finish <laughs> my sentences for me. You know what I meant. Um, and I think politicians get used to speaking in press statements almost. Mm. Um, but that whole, well, that's an interesting question. But first, let me answer is shocking to see in real life. You're like, that's not what oh my god! asked you. I love it.
0: Um, I also watched uh, the prime time, obviously iconic yes in Irish television. Yeah, you know, go on Dancing with the Stars
1: if you want attention. It was like a good first album. I will never be able to. Like I can never go on television again because I was like, I one can't. hit wonder. It was yeah. so good. I can't do that again. I can't. I can't <laughs> even put myself under the pressure to go on you again because be like, what are you gonna say? And actually, afterwards, I found out. I found. Uh, Like news stations and radio stations, particularly, ringing me and be like, "Oh, would you come on and do a debate with Peter Casey?" I'm like, "No."
0: Oh, they want to. I'm not just gonna
1: like become (laughs) this weird like shadow boxing (laughs) nonsense. Like one person had me on just after the election. and She didn't actually tell me that Peter Casey was coming on, and I was talking about something, and she was like, "Oh, and now let's hear what Peter Casey has to say." And he was like, "He was like, "Um, I think you need to tell your supporters to stop using plastic bottles." And I was like, "Oh." uh okay okay I didn't reply I was like
0: she want me to like
1: I'm just not gonna come on
0: come on do something do your trick
1: yeah I'm just not gonna do (laughs) be entertaining yeah
0: (laughs) oh no I was entertained though I must say (laughs) I didn't see it live because I have never watched primetime in my life like it's on in the house sometimes and then I my mom texts me and she goes there's this girl, Sersha McHugh, on. She's a legend. I think you'd like her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just like, go on, ma'am. But um, yeah, they was so iconic. I love it. I rewatched it yesterday.
1: I oh, thought it was yeah. amazing. <laughs> no, I'll never be able to do it again. That would be my retirement. I'm <laughs> no, like, do you not hear what I said, to Peter Casey? <laughs> well, actually, I am. I do think, though, that whole Peter Casey thing does show like a huge weakness in our electoral system because mm. he is really incoherent Mm. Um, he's not not that you can have a good racist but he's not even good at it if Mm. you get me like his his storylines are muddled he's inconsistent he's he rambles and despite that like especially with the presidential campaign like what we were talking about earlier he was just platformed relentlessly relentlessly Mm. like if you had an environmentalist that was so incoherent they wouldn't be given a platform oh at never, all. Yeah, it was pure, like, hate bait, is what it was. And what I was thinking was like, we're so vulnerable because our media didn't do their job. They didn't say, okay, well, this man is a buffoon. Let's hmm. not platform him. I I was starting to think like, you know, what happens when we have a charming racist? You know, we'll we'll be totally defenseless hmm. because our media is like oh, let's publish uncritically the fact that Peter Casey wants to go back to the pump. Like yeah. Nonsense. Or that Peter Casey has some awful view on travelers. Like, let's just publish that and see what happens. It's like, you know, we are defenseless in that mm-hmm. way. So, And I, I like I can't go against someone charming. I'd be like, <laughs> oh, that is a good point. <laughs> like, you know.
0: I, s- I think um, being a woman, especially, in politics is harder because men have this kind of overpowering dominance and sort of they think they're more authoritative than a woman Mm -hmm. and you think that's really apparent because I know from being in school I ran for a head girl which is like the closest I get (laughs) to running for (laughs) politics but I did have to put on not sort of like because men would put on this charming like I can look after everyone but women it's like I'm the nurturing carer and I understand people's emotions that's the kind of because otherwise you're a bitch. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but it got me where I where yeah. I wanted to. And um, me and the head boy butted heads a lot. Yeah. Like, I actually had to take the whole year out. Oh I literally no. didn't go into school for the whole year. And um, my parents had to go in about him bullying me and stuff. It was <laughs> awful. And now, so then, anything I'd be close to politics, I'd be like, I'm just frightened of yeah. that happening again. So do you think, like, s- situations like that are prominent in politics
1: yes and you see women in politics ones i've interacted with kind of one to one especially like if we're you know interacting with a camera or a panel or something they're like tight and defensive and yeah. ready to you know make sure that everyone thinks they're kind of like like teacher like almost in, in how capable and competent they are with men you know just so confident. Um, my brother was saying, like at the beginning, you know, things like hate mail used to upset me so much. I'd mm. be like, This person says they're never going to vote green again. <laughs> and they said they voted green for 20 years, which I've learned is a total lie. And yeah. if the amount of people who said, I voted green until you actually voted green, they'd be like 80 green TDs. <laughs> um, but I'll still and the most annoying ones like I don't you'll read the first paragraph are these emails you'll get that start off with like I don't mean to sound rude in this.
2: Oh yeah. And then no they sense, go on but. to
1: list off how that was the stupidest thing I've ever heard anyone say. You you look like an absolute bimbo and by the end they're like, I hope to never see your face again, you're an absolute disgrace to your parents, blah blah and you're a baby killer. Like, Oh, I love it. They always say, but like you can tell them getting angrier and angrier. And I always think, like, so (laughs) these people, or you can get the ones who are straight up like, I hope you fucking die, you fucking bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, I think you're home and they're like, is their partner being like, oh, are you coming to bed? And they're like, hold on, dear. (laughs) Like, I think, you know, like I have to to write a long, long, bitchy, violent email to somebody I don't know at all. I'm like, "Hmm." are you like who are you one guy recently was basically like you're so stupid you need to read jordan peterson oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah,
0: my like, god yeah what? <laughs> i literally that do clicked click my head there what uh, well as soon as he
1: said i was like okay right um, but it ended in this like this really weird flex it was like and if you can't afford it i'll buy the books for oh, you here's my number really and i was
2: like uh,
0: okay. here's my number i'll send you a check for that book <laughs> that you need so much
1: it was, books. It was like Ten books and I like, hmm, time? Oh. It was, it was so I weird. had a Jordan
0: Peterson book in my room once because I hadn't any idea who he was. like two years ago or something. And um, <laughs> my dad came into my room and he was like, Keelan, why are you reading that? And I was like, what? What's wrong? And he just like showed me a video. I was like, oh. Yeah. Like, oh,
1: no. Because <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, there's so much hype around him. I don't know. It was obviously just a phase. A friend of mine was even like, you know, actually, Jordan Peterson and this... Up at Christmas in the pub every year because everyone comes home. You should actually give Jordan Peterson a chance, and then all of a sudden, two drinks later, this person who you knew is telling you how men need to eat meat because of testosterone, uh, something, something, dominant species, something, something, the brain. Mm, like so,
0: you're you are slaughtering the cows yourself personally. You're running after them, and well, whatever on no <laughs>
1: level doesn't make sense. Yeah. You're like yeah,
0: okay, Jordan Peterson. Oh, uh, sure. I understand the controversial opinions thing to catch people's eye and then it just takes it too far they're ridiculous I know yeah like, did you
1: ever hear one about a uh, how humans share like a serotonin nervous a serotonin based nervous system with lobsters and male <laughs> lobsters are dominant <laughs> therefore because we have the same type of nervous system or something human men are dumb whatever anyway <laughs> I was reading bits like this um written by like some professor in the nervous system or something like that and they were like all nervous systems bar like eight different animals are based on serotonin in a way It's like this is just not a thing and I'm like he just sticks together these kind of sciencey sounding things Mm. and people buy it. It's so scary.
0: It's like people like Trump, total fascists who are just so put on pedestals and I just find it really worrying. I suppose when my generation has grown up I don't think we'll be the same. I'm not sure.
1: you he too worried know. or not, Keenan? I would be worried because I would have thought I'm not that much older than you. No. What are you? What are you? Do? Twenty-two. Twenty-two. I'm seven years older than you. Okay. We're a half generation apart. <laughs> um, I thought my generation would be safe from it. Some of the stuff I hear from friends of mine, I'm like, whoa. Oh, okay. Facebook is a swamp. Oh. Too many people. I think. on facebook or we don't have facebook literacy classes um and so you know you see a video about these like you know uh, hordes of black men and you're like oh that is pretty scary i better click in and then like two clicks down and you're reading about how women need to be subjugated to men and also white supremacy and also eat meat and climate change is a hoax here have a crystal and chemtrail. There's a whole cluster of these conspiracy theories that yeah. are all linked together, which is really interesting, I think, is they move in like a constellation. So and they, there's in stuff I agree with, they're like, Oh, public banking, chemtrails. Um, <laughs> no fluoride in the water, uh, the great replacement. And you're like, hmm you're you're nodding along and then yeah. you're like, No, no. Yeah, yeah. But no, I wouldn't be that not worried. Oh. I would be slightly oh, worried. Oh, fantastic. Okay, amazing. Yeah. Because Um, I I think it needs active resistance to it in a way we don't have yet. Like in ACL, over this whole emergency accommodation thing, Mm. I have heard people tell me, people have told me, um, that I'm virtue signalling. And this is a phrase though I've never heard anyone in ACL use, Mm. but it's like these phrases like virtue signalling, elite media, (coughs) these bogus asylum seekers, but it's very particular language. And all of a sudden, people are you. People I would have just created by the media, or what is it? It's like they they come. They're the precursor to you joining the national party. Oh, okay. You know this kind of way. Mm. It's like this virtue signaling is you know apparently you'd be a big virtue signaller is doing something just to show you're doing something good as opposed to actually wanting to do something.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But it but it's a total. Um, it's a a red flag when someone says virtue signaling. You're like, okay. So it's, it's an insult. Uh, it's not so much an insult as is trying to undermine anything. So if you talk oh, about like okay. the climate needing to be halted before we're all like incinerated, mm. people are like, oh, you're virtue signaling. It's like, or I am being a sane human.
0: Oh, so it's, it's like you're not being genuine. Sort of yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah. So
1: so then of course nobody can be genuine because if you're genuine to do something good, you're virtue signaling.
0: Oh my God! You yeah. can never be right. Yeah. But I suppose politicians are the punching bag of society. They are. Yeah.
1: And I, nobody loves punching a politician more than me, <laughs> except that when people get on to me I'm like, oh,
0: but Yeah, know. but you do it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. Well, also like sending the emails, you know. Oh, don't, Twitter. R- don't ruin the planet, please. That yeah. sort of thing. Leo Radker text me back. Yeah, that's what I was doing.
1: Answer your phone, <laughs> Answer Leo.
0: Answer me. Oh my God, I remember I texted him so much when I was really active when I lived in Dublin. I was so active and like going to every strike on Friday. Mm. And you know when you start out, you're so hopeful because so many yeah. people are involved. And I was like, surely something will be sorted out soon. And then a few months went down and I was like, nothing. I was like, what? Well, I am really confused because I don't understand how politics works at all. So I was just like, we do this, A equals B. Um, you know stuff will be sorted out yeah. um probably naive of me so then i'm doing the emails you know richard bruton come on and then the offshore drilling mm-hmm. was granted and then i was getting confused and then Leo Radker shows my te- friend texts me he was at this um queer rave texts me leo Radker's here and i was like please get a photo got sent a picture lear Radker, <laughs> thumbs up with my mate and I was just like, text me back. Yeah, and I, you. I can see you're not it was, busy. It was a climate strike that day. And then he went to, uh, what concert was he at?
1: Oh, he was at Lizzo. I was sickened. Oh I couldn't my get God. tickets out of it. Oh my God, I hated it. Yeah. So annoying. And I suppose with Fine because it is hard to understand, you're like, lads, this is your future too. Mm. It is a pure ideological commitment to private business over anything else.
0: That is so scary. And
1: you you just have to, because I don't think we'll ever understand it. So we just have to accept it and be like, Mm. right, this is the fight is convincing. Like I'm, I'm convinced now, I I change my mind every few months, but I'm convinced the fight now is to convince the 99% Mm. that solidarity is in our interests because that's really what has been, I think, eroded so effectively. Is that everyone is just out for themselves, and we've almost forgotten what a strong community can do? Mm. Um, how to do that? I've no idea. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm <have> no great <laughs> secret. Like the TED talks like buy my book to find out. <laughs>
2: yeah,
1: to be continued. Yeah.
0: Um. So I sometimes go on to talk about. I'm like the young one, the young hip one that talks about climate change in, um, <laughs> I don't know privatised media, st- one that's produced, so mm-hmm. like real radio. Because yeah. usually I'm just on, you know, people's social media, so I can curse and, yeah. you know, be myself. But then there's like a producer, I'm sweating, you know, there's actual yeah. mics and stuff. Anyway, so I was on Today FM, the presenter comes out to me and goes, yeah, you're on today's show, you're one of the climate change believers. Grand, yeah, get in there. And I was like, with two men talking about rugby, you know. Oh, but I suppose that was a good, I think that's a positive place to be in because you're kind, maybe you're getting listeners that might not listen to you
1: before yeah.
0: you know because you can be yeah. in an echo chamber because all my followers obviously agree with me yeah. so um,
1: no every new area <laughs> bringing it up yeah. I think is worth it like I think if the GAA could get on board with needing to talk about climate change
2: mm.
1: it could be fixed in a year in yeah. Ireland Yeah. Um, so no every new because even today on the way up I stopped into a petrol station and I was like do you have any vegan sausage rolls? and they were like I just sold now obviously they only cooked one that day mm. but a year ago they'd have been like no
0: yeah it was just tofu like
1: are they i've never had one yet and i love sausage rolls
0: oh i had uh which one did you go into
1: it was like a centra.
0: oh they do uh, i think like it's like fried mushrooms and pastry it's
1: fine for me Paster. yeah it's delicious
0: it's so good um yeah the vegan sausage roll game it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> uh, but
1: even like so mum was vegetarian until I was I'd say about 12 or 13 mm. um, and then we'd only have meat maybe once or twice a week and then I've been on and off vegetarian forever and the like I'm not into meat substitutes so much mm, Um neither do I but they've improved so much
0: oh so good
1: like even uh, there's Kelly's do white pudding okay uh,
0: no no it's amazing I'm like
1: it tastes so good. I'm like, maybe this isn't vegetarian at all, and they're just lying because none of us are ever going to get it tested.
0: <laughs> that happened in America. A Burger King had vegan oh, burgers, what? and they were sending people real burgers because you know the Impossible Burger tastes yeah. like real meat, so they were I sending them that to people. I've had it. It's insane. So good. Like I, I, I was. It was going down my elbows. Like I was eating it so fast.
2: Oh my god.
0: Yeah, but it's terrible for you, I'm sure. Like so processed.
1: When sure. you're eating a burger, you're not doing it for the yeah, health yeah. benefit.
0: sure, focus. But then that's people's argument. They're like, you're vegan and you're having something that's bad for you? Well, it's How dare defense. you? Yeah. <laughs> um, but People like, are so
1: concerned with your health. It's I like, know. I'll be fine.
0: But it's a, a defense mechanism, I'm sure, because they're like...
1: Oh, totally. Because yeah. anyone who has vegan food knows that everything is just deep fried pastry. Oh, yeah. With, like, something in it. <laughs> Vegetables in it.
0: Um, I suppose, like, I know, because I'm on the internet... A lot. Well, I'm on Instagram. I'm never on Twitter because I I, love fa- Twitter. I hate it. It's so negative.
1: It is so negative compared to Instagram. Like my
0: dad's a broadcaster and any time he's on Twitter, like he's on his phone during dinner and I'm like, what is it now? He's like, oh, I was just called a gla- classic ski bag. It's very good. Like he loves the fights and he like retweets. Someone called him an incel as well. <laughs> and he was like, retweet. Amazing. I'm like, that is not something I want to get involved <laughs> in. But I'm on I- like on Instagram a lot. So I get like messages from people, um, you know, <laughs> you said you want to save the world, you're, what are you on your phone? What does the phone use? Fossil fuels. Like these are ac- are actual real life people that this is their arguments. And it's like, yeah, obviously I want to save the world too, but why aren't you, you know, out striking in China and Bangladesh where it matters? It's like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll get a plane over right now to please you.
1: The idea that you have to be wearing a loincloth that you made out of moss, you scraped off a wall of mm. your cave in order to say things should be better is ridiculous. I remember t- I was uh, tweeting about how Apple should pay its taxes because yeah. it should. And a load of the young Finnegalers like, obviously oh, owning me. And they were, like, uh, taking a screenshot and then, like, uh, tweeted with, on an iPhone or Twitter for iPhone <laughs> and all being like, hmm, yet you, you say they should pay their tax, yet you use one of their products. And I'm like, <laughs> they should still pay their tax. Just because I buy anything that like, doesn't mean I'm like ah oh, because I purchase this you should be exempt of tax mm. and it's just the most inane I hate to say it, dumb ass gotcha yeah that there is it's like uh-huh you use paper but you don't think widespread deforestation for profit is a good thing it's <laughs> like no I don't think that like I exist though hmm. and it's it there's no fighting with that except for like
0: <laughs> I get um. Anytime I try to talk about, you know, register to vote and vote green, uh, people always say, well, we're not going to make a difference because they're so small. Why don't we, you know, attack China? Yeah. And I've obviously, I get like OCD about things that I get defensive about, so I have to do loads of research mm. on it. And uh, there's studies done that when they did a carbon footprint per person, mm. um, China is like one of the lowest. and oh, America has the so. highest. And it's just because obviously chi- China has the highest population, mm-hmm. but also a lot of their emissions come from the western world because we're manufacturing yeah. over there so what what is the way that Ireland can make a difference if we did you know put climate action into place and uh, implemented all these things would it make a huge difference do you think or are people correct in saying like if Ireland changed nothing would ha- happen
1: I, I don't even think I don't think there's any weight in that argument at all because it's like okay fine well then why don't we just pick five million random people in China and tell them that they don't have to do anything because we have so such high emissions per person we we'll just leave them mm. like out of five any arbitrary five million people in the world five million Irish people have higher emissions probably mm. perfectly, whatever the states um, and so it's just like, it's, it's just ridiculous like okay well because there's more than five million people in the world none of us should try like every country can say that every yeah. country can say oh sure we're only whatever 300 million we're only whatever 600 million people um, And also, like, we can't legislate for China. Mm. So we just have to do what we can. Like, if a toddler said to you, I'm not going to clean up uh, my toys because...
0: It's like not doing dishes because they're going to get dirty again. Yeah. But it's like you have to eat off them.
1: Yeah, or because the dog hasn't done its dishes or because... uh, it, it, it's just such a ridiculous argument. Mm. You would never use it. I'm not going to wash my clothes because there are other clothes dirty. Yeah. Like, it's it's stupid. Mm. Um, I think Ireland's biggest impact will come from agricultural change. Okay. Um, and land use change. Yeah. Like, I think that's where we have, because we've, a have we, what, 0.3% of the world's peat soil or something like that? Mm. I don't have the figures. I should have studied. <laughs> um But, you know, we do have a lot of high carbon soil Mm. and our emissions from our livestock are really high.
0: Yeah, from the slurry methane. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time I read into it, I'm like, oh, God, it's getting worse. Yeah.
1: You know, and then also we are like looking to import frack gas. Yeah. So there's loads we can do. And I think that whole we shouldn't do anything because other people exist Mm. is non-argument like it, it came up recently with immigration in Ackle one woman was like you know if they're fleeing war and stuff that's fine but these are economic migrants I'm like okay well first of all these are people seeking asylum so we can't make that judgment mm. and second of all maybe I won't say your name if you didn't buy clothes made by slave wages mm. by these people or if you didn't uh, be complicit in a system whereby their country is just used for extraction of wealth all the time, or if you didn't vote for people who are totally fine in facilitating huge tax evasion from poorer countries, mm. then maybe they wouldn't need to be economic migrants. Mm. Like it's our fault, you know, yeah. that people leave what like why aren't you advocating for a global minimum wage instead of being like, I just am worried that Economic migrants. <laughs> Need to say I have no friends in that yeah. um,
0: I know that that has been a huge shock to me about the migrants, people actually voting for them to die in, you know, oh in the cabins God. that they come over in. I thought I, I don't know, for some reason, like I only kind of pay attention when it's about the environment, but then when other things come up, I'm actually in awe of the amount of ignorance yeah. with people. So is there any way that you can feel positive about it? Because I just have to like shut it out, but obviously it's your job. So you have to be faced with
1: ignorance constantly. I never feel positive about it. I am constantly like, we're doomed. Like just even in the car on the way up, I was like, Jeremy Corbyn literally was like, look, this is the NHS trade deal Hmm. that Boris has been looking at. And everyone's like, yeah, but would he really sell it, Jeremy? And we still haven't talked about your anti-semitism. Yeah, I'm not undermining anything to do with that. But he has apologized and apologized. And
0: Boris is overtly a racist as well. Overtly. Yeah.
1: And everyone's like, yeah. It's like, oh, but that's just him. It's so charming. (laughs) And it's this, what we were talking about earlier, is this commitment to extraction of profit. Mm. And like that, I I have no idea what the rationale for the Finnegalers vote was, um, apart from just being horrible and hating mm. poor people. I I have no idea. Um, I can't even imagine. Yeah. And I do get down often about it. Yeah. I'm like, we are doomed. Um, but then I figure people probably always thought that, like it must. You know, if you go back in 50 year chunks, mm. was there ever a time where people were like, oh, this is great. I get so envious of people, you know, you look at people who people, you know, people you love. Yeah who just live <coughs> in this like bliss mm. this kind of blissful unawareness and they're like yeah we're flying to Cancun for Christmas and then we're going back and I'm going shopping to Glasgow before yeah, Christmas and yeah. I'm like I'm so happy for <laughs> <laughs> and also please don't but like this there are people out there who live in bliss mm. and I look at them and I'm like I can't even imagine what it feels like um, I don't know how to stay positive I suppose you just keep at it and some days you're m- no I'm a terribly moody person so some days I'm like lying in the cage and like I'm not getting up I hate everyone <laughs> may the apocalypse be speedy like and, g- and then other days I'm like yeah we got this woo yeah I have no evil even uh, kind of on this I'm always like whoa,
0: whoa. <laughs> yeah I spe- suppose when I um, get comments from people maybe who are a bit more ignorant than I am I t- take it as sometimes depending on my you know mood that day or anything else that's affecting my mood um, it will influence how I react to it too You know, so I could take it as a chance of education because sometimes I talk about, you know, uh, I'm anti fast fashion. That's like Mm -hmm. my thing. So I talk about how it's slave labor and then also influencers promoting fast fashion houses. And then they're like girl power, you know, and I just think it's totally uh, it's total hypocrisy. I can't stand it. So I talk about that all the time and then they can't they can't put the two together. And they're they're saying, like, how can you say I'm anti-feminist? How, how dare you yeah. call me that? And then I say, well, it's also that, and you're, you're exploitative of, you know, less developed countries. So it's also racism too. Yeah. And th- then it blows up. People are like, how dare you call me racist? And I was like, no, no, no. It's like it's racism, but you're not a racist. Yeah. But that's what it is because we're exploiting them. Yeah. And um, I just can't. Like sometimes I just run out of steam, mm-hmm. and then I think, well, maybe it's not worth my breath. And you think that sometimes you just have to, quit. Or do you think that I should keep
1: going? Oh yeah, no, you can't quit. And yeah. I don't think you Not would. Not quit in
0: general, but like with that person.
1: It's hard to tell. Mm. Like definitely some people, you know, you have arguments with, and you leave, and you're like, put them on my enemies list. Mm. And then all of a sudden, two years later, they're on side with you. Mm. And you're like, it's sometimes people have never been exposed to these ideas. and. It, of course it's easy to react and be like wait are you saying my whole life <laughs> is built upon unimaginable suffering and cruelty hmm. um, and environmental breakdown it's a really hard thing to like just be like oh okay in you know a couple of seconds you have to you have to sometimes like I've done it myself think about things and over a few months it's like stuff changes inside you and then other people just do not want to know hmm. um, but I think you should keep Talking about it because, you, like, y- yeah, you'll judge, you know, every every person's different. Um, and some people you just have to leave it mm. and then come back to it a few months later. It depends how close you are to them. Or you could be like these men that get onto people, like, you need to educate yourself. Yeah. can <laughs> like, link them a lot of articles. Because yeah. um, ev- everyone reacts differently. Like, what I do get hope from is how much things have changed in two years. Mm. I'm like now if we could just do that again but like a hundred times more Mm. in two years um, we would be great but
0: I think it's because the media gets bored though they need a new headline like climate action was the forefront for I think so long when I started out and now it's kind of it we're talking about other things when it's still not sorted out yet and then I think that I'm it's like gaslighting me as a person because I you get this it's like feigned Um, solution it's like hasn't actually happened and you're thinking because no one's talking about it that it's gone away yeah and it's so worrying and then I had the girls over yesterday painting our placards and they're like it's annoying because I don't realize obviously when I'm on my phone there's 30, 000, over 30,000 people that follow me, you know, being like, go you, you're doing amazing. Yeah. So I think in my head, all of these people care, it's fantastic. And then there's these girls in the environmental society who are like, the whole college don't care. Like, no one yeah. cares at all. We're trying to get rid of the, like, they're trying to get rid of cups in the cafe. Like, that's literally something that should have been done already. Yeah. And th- the cafe are just like, no, like, yeah. no, we
1: won't do it. And, and this is why, like, I've tried to get... um a few GAA players to talk about it because mm. I, I don't quite know what it is but it feels like so if a male footballer started talking about it mm. it's not like he would you know release new research or this that and the other but it's the permission it gives for people who idolise him to care yeah um, and I think like you see it in the US especially around racism you see uh, celebrities talking up about it. Mm and i do think it has an effect in terms of just opening up those spaces conversation wise Mm -hmm. um and normalizing it so it's not you one-on-one on on your phone it's these people who have enormous platforms and who have such power like i was talking to one male footballer and i was like just just talk about it because he was like i don't know much about it you know and i was like talk about that talk about how you're worried for your two little babies and if you're not you should be Um you know talk about that and he just he didn't feel comfortable I was like on, oh, oh, please I like know. the permission it would give so many people mm. who don't care to be like oh wait a second maybe that's not just you know crazy search yeah. banging on about something because you do then also like I'm sure you get it as though you're like oh, I'm the biggest nag I know
2: I know and
1: yeah. like like that one girl was talking about going to Glasgow shopping for Christmas. and I didn't say anything because it's like she would just get defensive. Mm. I like you. You what do you say? All oh, right. <laughs> you <laughs> know people people still amazing, have their yeah. lives, and and I, you're not going to make people feel bad. Feel bad out of doing it. You have to make people feel empowered not to do it. Mm. I suppose. Yeah. Um, and. Nagging from a small platform, I think, only gets you so far. Mm. Like it, it'll have to come from every direction. Um, but it's it's remarkable how slow Ireland is with it. Mm. Like when I, you know, because like that, I go on Twitter and I'm like, all these people agree with me. Oh my God, yeah. it's done. Like, and you're scrolling, you're like, yep, yep, yep. Vote Corbyn. Vote Bernie. Save the environment. Yeah, yeah. done. And then. And then you're talking to people who have never even heard of the Green New Deal Mm. or who have never even heard of, I don't know, or have never even like read, okay, what does, you know, Antarctic melting look like for us? Mm. (laughs) Or like Greenland melting. Um, And when you talk to those people, you're like, oh my God. Okay, wow, all right, you don't know. And then where do you go? So, we, I don't know why, what I even started talking about, but it will, it will come from all sides anyway. Yeah.
0: I think um, my boyfriend is a little social experiment for me. <laughs> we started going out like a year ago, and obviously I was very act, active online about the environment. Um, so, he was kind of just like, I think, pretending to know stuff about it, yeah. probably so. Too. But then uh, we started going out for a few weeks, and all of a sudden he like went vegetarian. But then if his friends asked, did you go vegetarian for Keelan? He'd be like, no, 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 of course not. I was vegetarian before that. <laughs> and, um, but then, like, now we've obviously, we live together, so a lot of our house is like clean out the recycling. Mm-hmm. He's His job is the bins. Like, he's very aware. Um, we try to reduce his plastic as much as possible. And then also, he's a DJ, so he runs nights called Rave the Planet. And then also brought out, like, a line of organic cotton t-shirts. And it was like very... Yeah. Um, transparent about where they came from and the ethics of them Mm -hmm. and like explaining organic and the difference um and then he has friends who are also djs and he thought he was doing class as well because those people were buying them being like this is amazing and then his dj friends also boys were like yeah i'm making this like uh, nylon tracksuit in china um to have my name on it and then coley just explained like how that's bad he goes oh is this keelan talking is it yeah you know so there is still that mentality of just like, that's so uncool of you to care about stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then afterward, like Holly explained, and he ended up apologizing after, like the friends. So I think it does work, and it's just a different point of view to have, and obviously people are getting attacked for general- generalizing yeah. um, sports players. Yeah. You yeah. Know. But um, I think if they did talk about it, it would make a huge difference make,
1: in ireland it would make an enormous difference yeah like enormous yeah and i also understand you know i know there's a good few players on the dublin team who are really good about um uh harm reduction and drug use and stuff like that mm. and i understand you can't care about everything mm. um and i am totally behind which, which is why we need solidarity because there's a lot of players then who don't have any project
2: mm.
1: who don't have anything they love or are into Um, So I wouldn't say everyone needs to. Mm. But. If everyone just had one thing they cared about and everyone else was like, oh, I'm behind you on that, then we'd be be perfect. I know.
0: Um, I always think like I write, I have dreams and then I write them on my phone in the morning and I had a dream the other day about my utopia and it was that there was no leaders because everyone had good morals like uh, anarchy. uh, Yeah so and then i was thinking about it all day and i was like oh my god we can never live in this world because some people genuinely don't have like good thoughts
1: or like good ideas they're in such the minority like so i used to work at a a fishing lodge where really 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 rich people would go Mm. and like these people would be oh yes you know i'm Head of operations for a caterpillar drilling, or I, you know, run one of the largest gold mining companies in the world, or I brought Monsanto to Southeast Asia, and I'm like, oh great, um, but one to one, they're all lovely, mm. like with the you know the usual uh, margin of error, um, but most people are good. I think I think I don't know. I think there are very few people who are like I'm a Mm. bad thoughts like you might be misguided or maybe have placed your morals somewhere else or you know have placed earning money above other things but I think most people do want to be good mm. like I so this is one thing I, I always struggle with is I don't think I believe in electoral politics mm. Um like I, I do think we should live in some sort of awesome you know anarcho-syndicalist kind of eco-socialist utopia. Mm. Um, And I've always, you know, the whole argument is, well, participating in politics reinforces the idea that that's where the power is.
0: Yeah.
1: But the way I've been thinking about it, and maybe I'm just trying to, like, justify my own fierce ambition and wanting to be (laughs) Tisha. But the way I think about it is, like, we've gone so far And where so many people don't even think they have the power or want the power. Um, I think at this moment in time, we do need a state as a bulwark against enormous companies because we've never had companies so big. Mm. And if if states just vanished while we were still using cash, for instance, money, Mm. well, it's just a different form of power. You know, we still don't have the power. Mm. It's just we have no, I suppose, legal or political kind of defense against Mm. these companies. Um, So it's a long-term kind of hope, I would hope, for like really dispersed devolved community, kind of community-led decision-making. But I think we're quite far away from it yet. Yeah, definitely. But, But I think when it does happen though, I do honestly believe that most people are want to get along and want to get along with their community and Mm. the people around them and don't want to be awful people.
0: Yeah. And what do you think um, the steps we'd have to make towards like a more eco-socialist society? (sighs) (laughs) The steps we'd have to take. Or even just what what do you want to see with climate action?
1: I would want to see. You see because obviously we're not just going to um, replace fossil fuel energy for renewables one for one. Like we will need mm. enormous reductions, like huge reductions. And so I'd like to see climate action kind of mainstreamed into all town and rural planning. Mm. So you look at it from a health and safety point of view and then you're like, okay, and climate action, does this make it better or worse? Will one extra person need to drive a car here or would, is this another person who can cycle or walk? I would love to see our emissions get to net zero by 2030, mm. if it had to be that <coughs> late. I would love to see our food system, um, you know, and, and it's so hard to say because so many racists have kind of co-opted the term, but like reverse the globalization process. So we fed the people of Ireland everything we needed. Okay. Yeah. Um. As opposed to shipping like 85% of our produce around the world and then importing an enormous amount of food, mm. I would love to see the rights of nature brought in, mm. so that, well, like cause it's almost go- it's going the opposite way. It feels like, um. But that environmental features, I suppose, had their own right to exist and had their own. Um, cycles and everything protected by law, mm. and then I would love to see enforcement of the laws we already have environmentally, and then the ones that are going to be brought in, because I think that's a huge amount of the problem, yeah, like we see, but there's always dumping there's always um people cheating on emissions, there's always everything, oh yeah, and also like no private planes yeah. ban ban, ban, ban <laughs> ban and and like instead of frequent flyer points you get frequent flyer fines, mm. obviously. Yeah. I don't know how that's <laughs> not a thing. It's like oh the Richie well I, I do know how that's a thing, obviously. <laughs> um but I think, you know, those few steps first. Yeah. We would get us so far. Mm. Um also like, you know, sixty percent of the oceans of the world being protected, no fishing enforced. Because, you know, we do have a lot of protected areas that are still fished in. Mm. Um so it's enforcement, and it's also kind of litigating against. So, because then you have this thing where you could say, okay, well, let's make it, let's just fine people if they release extra carbon, or let's just fine people if they pollute. But like, no, throw them in jail. Mm. Don't make it a thing that the bigger you are, the more you can afford to flout you know flout the law. Just mm and then also like, I'm like okay yes and in our utopia, there'd be no prisons but <laughs> until there is no prisons mm. I want them to be stuffed yeah. full of <laughs> like environmental criminals I suppose Yeah. of which there are loads in Ireland already mm. um, but there are definitely steps we could take yeah. toward it
0: um, do you have any advice for someone who might not be interested in politics I think a lot of people who follow me just got into environmentalism because I was talking about it in more like a I don't know, relatable way, Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for someone like that who might not know about anything or might not even vote, uh, what they can do to help with like the planet?
1: Plant trees. Yeah. If you can. Native trees. Native trees. In not boggy land. Yeah. What can you do? Grow your own food, be conscious of what you buy register to vote and just do it even if you are an anarchist like if if noam chomsky can tell people to vote for hillary clinton you can vote yeah um yeah and talk like i keep saying this people talk to your family about it talk to your friends about it talk about tax evasion talk about fast fashion talk Mm. about food talk about airlines don't go shopping to New York for Christmas. Mm. <laughs> um, and keep reading, I suppose. <coughs> don't be. Don't let yourself. Oh, I can't. I can't do that. It's too. It's too much. Yeah. Just keep at it because. I suppose every extra person that's involved, the easier it gets. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, so, I was at a talk up in Fela, and do you know Martina Anderson? Yeah she was at it and oh yeah you were there I was talking about Mm. this before and she gave an answer they were talking about um, Kurdistan Mm. and she said you struggle till you die Mm. and I found that so comforting because I'm like yeah this will never end (laughs) because like that in 12 years it's not gonna be some like end thing yeah if things do get worse if we're heading towards 3.2 degrees Celsius then we're still gonna need to fight Mm. so I suppose maybe take a week or two that person can take a week or two to sit with the fact that this is it mm. forever we'll be fighting this
0: like maybe <laughs> maybe we'll win okay to leave that on a positive <laughs> note uh,
1: that, can be, that can be positive that can be like <laughs> this is it this is no That can be positive no
0: I think I find comfort in knowing that other people are struggling too yeah <laughs> like,
1: and you will till you die yeah oh well here's something comforting Nothing is going to happen to us, climate related, be it we drown in floods, we starve, that mm. isn't already happening to people in the world. Yeah. So there'll be no new human experience, apart from mm. like the terror of realising that species are going extinct. Mm. So that's kind of comforting. Pretty oh grim comforts, God. aren't they? Oh my God.
2: <laughs>
0: oh my <laughs> God. Instant regret for asking you that yeah. question. Okay, um, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you on. for having me. And I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Have a lovely day.